Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Our guest this week on the program, ladies and gentlemen, Cardinal starting pitcher, reliever, don't know, Alex Reyes with us, brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth strategies all of our sponsors who make this possible i ask you to support because without them we have no podcast ryan kelly the home loan expert.com mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies design air heating and cooling pga national resort and spa mike judy presents at mike judy presents.com james carlton the carlton state farm insurance agency and johnny landoff chevrolet at highway 270 in the washington elizabeth exit online at Landoff.com, Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. So in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, uh, brought to you, of course, by Ryan Kelly and his incredible staff. If you're going to be buying a home or refinancing a home, capitalize on the fact that your home's value has increased so substantially and interest rates being low, and to get out of cash out refi. Or if you're looking to buy a home, starting to get into home buying season, make sure you get pre-approved with Ryan Kelly online at thehomeloanexpert.com. It's Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Uh, talked with Alex Reyes, and now a lot of people are aware that he has incredible talent. That, that wouldn't be the most um, in-depth interview. But what I don't think a lot of people are aware of, or at least have heard him talk about in detail is what he has dealt with off the field. Part of it tying into his professional life with surgeries here over the last couple of years, Tommy John a couple of years ago, and shoulder surgery last year. Um, and what that does to a person emotionally and mentally. And I was grateful that he got into how difficult that was, which, of course, you, it's like, yeah, Tim, of course it's difficult, you know groundbreaking stuff man but to hear it from the perspective of somebody who experienced it and also if we're if we're creating a graph here and i don't believe we are but let's say we're creating a graph here graph here also known as a graph but graph alex reyes has what dan mclaughlin has said on the hot stove show that dan and i do that if i can make a comparison to alex reyes's talent and this is somebody who's been calling Cardinal games now for 22 years, even though he's in his early 40s. 22 years of a sample size. He says Alex Reyes is to pitching what Albert Pujols was to hitting. So that helps drive it home. Because we've heard a lot about pitching prospects over the years. But this is how good he is. 
And so you have those expectations. You carve up the minor leagues multiple times. And then in your rehab, you do so again. And then you get to Milwaukee and have a, I believe it was a Thursday afternoon start. The game was on Facebook. And four innings in, and it's over for 2018. So that's after having Tommy John surgery. And then what's it like to find out that now you're going to have to have another surgery, and this time the shoulder. And for pitchers, the shoulder is a different deal than, than the elbow. So there's that. That's enough. One of those is enough. But secondarily, he has a situation that no one would wish on their worst enemy regarding his daughter being diagnosed with cancer. And so you have that element going on as well, all at the same time. And he tells that story of that experience. Um, I, I'm, I'm pulling for Alex Reyes because I'm a Cardinal fan, and he could be a horrible person. Um, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. He could be difficult to deal with and not want to do interviews, and I'd still be like, well, whatever, not the first Cardinal I've encountered who isn't necessarily the uh, easiest person to, to get to do an interview, but who cares? I'm a Cardinal fan. I want to see him have success. But it just so happens Alex Reyes is a really, really likable person who has been through so much adversity and then on the other side of it with the graph has the most potential of, I think, anybody who's on the organization's roster of players at the moment, which is really kind of saying something. And so from that standpoint, I couldn't be pulling for somebody more than Alex Reyes in 2019. Um, so I guess I should let my guard down, and maybe that's not great journalism, but I'm not quite sure I'm a journalist. I'm not really sure what I am. But I, I do these interviews, and we BS, and uh, and I really enjoyed this conversation with Alex Reyes. I hope you feel the same way. It's presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Mark Hanna is online at evergreenstl.com. Big-time, big-time recommendation for Mark Hanna and what he does at Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And part of it's just getting organized God, I was telling my wife last night, we're having dinner, and I said, oh, if I would have, so much of, so much of it is, is being around, and it's not just with finances, but, but with being around the right circle of people to advise and also influence. And if I would have known Mark Hanna nearly 20 years ago, the situation I'd be in now uh, versus the situation that I'm actually in, different world like how much money I was blowing on playing online poker or traveling. You know, and listen, don't get me wrong, I had fun. But you just to be aware of it. It's not to say, okay, no online poker, no gambling, no traveling. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just to be aware of it. And then, you, then you're going, okay, well, i got to make sure I put this much into saving this much and this much into, you know, if you want to pay down your mortgage, whatever the case might be. And that's just that's just one step. It's not like Mark's going, okay, here's what I got, you know, on Wall Street. I think this is going to be the step. That's not necessarily the game. He gets people right. Uh, it's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. Cannot, I really can't. I'm a big fan of what he does and who he is. And so if you can, give him a call at 314-889-0503. I think you're going to be happy you did. I really do. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. He presents our guests each week. Last week it was Dexter Fowler, if you haven't caught that one. This week it's Alex Reyes on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. 
Alex, it's a pleasure to have you on the program, and uh, and thank you so much for for joining us on the show, man. No problem, man. I appreciate you guys having me. It's uh, I look at you, and I, and and part of me is incredibly jealous because you're so young, with so much talent and so much still to come. And then part of me looks at you, and I go, man, I feel so terribly for you, for what you've experienced both professionally and personally over the last couple of years. I can't imagine there have been too many players who have experienced what you've experienced both professionally and personally in all of sports, actually, not just in baseball. How are you dealing with with what you've dealt with, both with your family and also with really what's been just an incredible series of bad breaks from a health standpoint in baseball? Um, You know, I've been been dealing with it fine. I've, I've been able to to bounce back and just keep a positive mentality and and fighting you know um just fighting for for my career and and being able to get out there and pitch and give the fans something to be happy about um and as if on my family side uh, my daughter's doing well and, and that's all I could really ask for God's been huge in our in our life and I appreciate everything that that he's done for her and, and just keeping her healthy and strong and, and being able to you know go through all the normal things kids do I had uh, Jack Flaherty on the show, and uh, we were talking. You know, you never know what guys are going to say. I don't know what your relationships are like when you're when you're in there, or what they want to say about other players. Usually, guys are complimentary of their teammates, certainly. But then he went above and beyond, and I said, "Man, Alex Reyes." I mean, people are talking about like the guys who they know are going to be in the rotation, or know are going to be in the bullpen with Miller coming here. And he goes, "But Alex Reyes." He goes, "It's it's like a video game with Alex Reyes." You know, I've never seen anything like it. And this is a guy who some people are now talking about as having potential Cy Young stuff himself. And it's one of your peers uh, seeing what you can do. That's a that's quite a compliment. So I ask you this. Take me back to when you were rehabbing, so to speak, and just carving up minor league guys. I mean, it was we were we were in St. Louis looking at the stats like. Dude, this is like what I would be doing if I were playing on PlayStation and I had it on rookie mode. You know, the numbers I would put up. Yeah, we shut them out, one hit, 15 strikeouts, you know. What were you experiencing during that time? Were you like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do? I'm like, man, I'm on it right now. Um, You know, going out there through those games, um, I just felt really comfortable with my delivery and I, I was able to kind of harness my my delivery and, and being able to experience that that year in the big leagues of just watching watching how guys attacked hitters and, and watching how they prepared for games um I feel like those are all things that I've been able to pull pull towards me and and being able to learn from from those guys mm-hmm. I mean, learning from Jack seeing how he sets up hitters and, and learning from it goes even to Wayno and and Miles and Carlos just being able to watch those guys and have that experience of being in that dugout and and actually being in conversations with them after the game or, you know, maybe the next day of, of how they attack the hitter. I think those are things that in the minor leagues you, you really don't have the facility or you don't have the video room to go back and watch on yeah. how you did that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, being able to just pull those things from, from each and every guy, pull pull small things and kind of put it to where, where it helps me. And I feel like that when I was throwing the ball down there in those rehab games that I was just I was just out there pitching and, and commanding the zone and then one of the most anticipated starts and I think it was like on Facebook or something like that if I'm not it was yeah it was on Facebook so I'm sitting there on Facebook and I'm like all right I want to watch this guy deal today and then it starts out and it's like here it is video game festival Alex Ray is doing his thing if you can take me back to that afternoon in Milwaukee and and leading up to it how you were feeling and what you were thinking and then as things got underway um Going into that game, I had a little soreness, but I really, I really didn't think much of it. And where was where was the soreness in, specific in, in your shoulder? Yeah, that's, I'm, 
it was some soreness in my shoulder. I, I did you have it at all during the starts when you were in? No, no. That's, that, that's what pretty much uh, told me to kind of pitch through it, and, and I didn't want to, you know, give it my opportunity. I, I wanted to go out there and pitch. I wanted to be a part of the big league club, and unfortunately, you know, I, I could have probably been smarter and, and said something to the training staff, and who knows, I would have been pushed back a week, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, if you're just like, oh, I just got a little – Soreness. I mean, on a one to ten, that's what doctors always say. Give me a one to ten. Where was it on a one to ten? Um, it, it was average. I'd say it was yeah. probably five or, or yeah. four. It wasn't. It wasn't anything drastic. I didn't feel any like. Had you ever had it before pain. in your even like high school? Or yeah, anything? I've. I mean, as pitchers, we, we deal it. with stuff every now and then, and you, you deal with soreness. And there's games where you're sore the whole game, and and there's nothing to, nothing else but it, it, but just being sore. Um, and for me, it was one of those things where I thought you know I'd be able to pitch through it and maybe work on it throughout my next four days in between my starts um but again yeah just going to that game um it, w- it was a draining moment after the game when when you know well when I landed in St. Louis ended up getting my MRI it, it was it, it sucked it, it's something I, I didn't want to go through again a, a complete year of rehab um but again you know there's nothing there's nothing to feel bad about or, or, or kind of look back at it and say, well, I should have did this. I should have did this. Right. And at the moment, that's what my heart was telling me to do was to pitch. And unfortunately, I, I, I followed it. But um, In the middle of the game, like second, third inning, we're watching it. Again, it's on Facebook. But like, okay, the velocity, something happened there. Did you know this isn't just your standard, I'm going to grind through it thing? Did, did you realize that after maybe the – because if I'm not mistaken, you like just carved him up in the first inning. And then it started to drop. Did you realize while it was going on that something wasn't right at that point because the velocity had dropped? Or are you even monitoring that? Um, I, I felt myself monitoring, yeah. monitoring it. Um, it and how do you mind? You look up on the scoreboard? Well, I, I saw it. You know, there, in, in Milwaukee, there's a radar like right, right behind there. the catcher where, I mean, you could pretty much just look up and see. But I also felt myself like pulling off some of the fastballs just because I knew I was dealing with soreness. And, it, again, it wasn't anything me feeling anything sharp through the game it, w- it was more so after um and just I, I felt myself kind of holding back a little bit yeah and then when the manager and the training staff went out there I, I actually let a few go and, and it was I was back up to my normal velocity so for me I, I during the game it wasn't a fact that it was hurting it was more of me kind of holding back yeah. and just being being trying to be smart about it which probably wasn't the right thing to do so take me back to you talk about landing in st louis you're out of the game for uh four innings right was that what it was and you're landing in st louis what's going on in your mind as as you you're um, landing you know you're gonna get an mri and you're about to hear these landing results. um i honestly didn't think it was anything that serious i thought it was just some soreness i didn't really feel like a, a tug or or a tear i didn't feel a specific pitch where it was more than another um I went into the MRI kind of open and getting that news from the doctor, it just, it pretty much sucked. You know, I, I started crying and stuff. Um, or who I, are you with? Is it just you and the doctor? Just me and the doctor. Yep. And, uh, and that's what guys don't realize, like Dominic Leone and God bless him. And, and it's not, it's not, none of it's a shot. I mean, he's a, he's a major league ball player, you know, 0.1% get a chance to even put the glove on once you're after like 19, 20 years old. But, you know, Dominic Leone's a middle reliever, maybe maybe a closer, but he said, you know, he's telling a story to us, and he's like, yeah, I've, I found out the news, and it's some nerve thing, and he goes, I just start crying. People don't realize we're human beings. They see the big league stuff, but they don't see what it's like away. You're as young as you are. You've already been through this, plus you're also at the same time navigating personal uh, battles that are perhaps, you know, I would think what you would say they're much worse than the baseball, which you're, which you're fearful with with your daughter. And then you get news that, what does the doctor say to you? Um, you know, he tells me it, it, it doesn't look great, that it looks like a tear from my lad. And 
unfortunately, you had to be stunned. Unfor- yep. And unfortunately, it was it, it required surgery. Um, that was the first thing I asked him was, does this require surgery? And he looked at me and kind of nodded his head yes. He, he, he honestly felt bad for me. Um, and, and it was just one of those moments where, you know, you kind of, you, your mind starts spinning and, and you go, here it goes again, and all over again, you know. Um, you want to go out there and pitch. There's there's no other better feeling than being on that mound and getting that ball and, and, and actually dominating. And, and that's all I want to do in my career is go out there and pitch and, and whatever it is I have to do to get back on the field, I'm making sure I'm taking care of that. So then the rehab process begins after you have surgery. Uh, and when were you able to start actually doing some things, not even throwing a baseball, but just doing some things? Um, as soon as we got out of the sling, I was able to start working on my lower body. And when was that, ballpark, you remember? Um, it was in St. Louis uh, about like six to eight weeks after surgery. Okay, so July, August, I guess? Uh, I had surgery at, I want to say, late july oh okay so then september ish mm-hmm. september october okay okay no i actually had surgery early july i started doing stuff probably middle of august okay all right um and what do you do is it just like simple stuff like moving you know, um like you know the trainer stretches your arm but what a lot of people don't realize is rehab is honestly just kind of lifting weights and gaining strength that you know you probably you probably need or just keeping your body in shape and, and getting stronger and a lot of people see some surgeries like Tommy John, you know, a lot of people say, well, you might come back throwing harder. And again, it's not because of the surgery. It's more of the work you put in the gym yeah. and, and all the stuff you do lifting weights. Um, and pretty much the rehab, it's that's what it is. It's lifting weights and getting stronger. And that's pretty much what we've been able to do. So the process goes on throughout the course of the off season, and people are like, well, we don't know what to make. What will Alex Reyes be like? What are you thinking is this is going there's, on? There's no doubt in my mind that I'll be back to who I was, and, and I feel like that's the that's the way anyone should think that goes through any kind of injury or, or surgery. Um, just have, have positive thoughts and positive results will happen. So I was uh, I do a show with Dan McLaughlin as well, Cardinal broadcaster on Fox Sports Midwest, and we were talking about you because we're talking about, okay, you know, you got Martinez, you got Michaelis, you know, you got Flaherty. Uh, and you're sitting there penciling in the rotation of who would be Waka, Wainwright, who will be in there, and then you know, all the guys who came up from Memphis and killed it in, in, in August when you guys went on a tear. Then it's like, okay, what what will come with with Alex Reyes? And he goes, I don't know what's going they're going to wind up doing with Alex Reyes, but he goes, let me make let me drive home this point. And I don't know if you have ever heard him say this because he doesn't throw this kind of stuff around. He goes, Alex Reyes is to pitching, in what I've observed of calling Cardinal games for 22 years, Alex Reyes is to pitching as to Albert Pujols was with the Cardinals to hitting. And it's just like, wow, okay, you know. <laughs> that, that kinda, that kinda, that's a hell of a compliment for you, and it puts in perspective for us. Um, yeah, that's – I think he took it a little uh, a little <laughs> far. Um, as a player, you never try and put pressure on yourself, and, and, you know, you don't try and exceed other people's expectations. You pretty much set a goal for yourself, and – you go out there and perform. Um, whatever the results are at the end of the season, that's what it's going to be. You know, people can have expectations for you, and they can say things about you. And until you go out there and do it, there's really not there's really not much to to do but except to prove yourself and to go out there and pitch. And for me, uh, just being able to to learn from these guys in the past few years and understanding the things I have to do on the field. Um, I feel like I'm in a good place, and, and as long as I'm healthy, I, I feel like everything will take care of itself. If it's in the rotation or in the bullpen, that's up to the organization. I would just love to be a part of the, you know, the 25-man roster. What do you think? What do you? Th- what do you think would be? 
idea. I know you're going to be like, well, I got to yield to the organization, but you're like, man, I, can, I I believe I can take the ball every fifth day. So if that's what they want, good. If they want me to if they want me to close, I'll do that. How do you view it? Um, I view myself as a starter. That's what I've done my whole minor league career. But if the ball's given to me in the bullpen, I'm willing to take up whatever whatever opportunity I'm given. Is that a higher risk play to, to come back, you know, potentially on, you know, three straight days? I don't know if they would ever do that with you, but three straight days coming off shoulder surgery? I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. You know, that's that's something that we would probably talk about if, if I were to be in the bullpen on how I, how I would be used and, and where I can be used. Um, I'm sure Schulte, he's, he's great at communicating with us as players and, and being pretty much open. To, to conversation in general, just being being able to to give him your your opinion and he'll give you his and and I, I love that about him. It's been like that since I played with him in the minors. I played with him for in Memphis, and uh, he was pretty much straightforward with everyone. And that's I think that's the, the good thing we have with Schilt. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are talking about that with Mike Schilt. The communication. I mean, what do we know on the outside looking in? But everybody keeps driving that home. What does he do communication wise that is different than? other managers and this isn't like okay let's passive aggressively take a shot at Mike Matheny or anything like that because you've played for god only knows probably like 30 managers over your, your entire baseball career um with Chelsea I mean I think he, he's just he's really open to, to to hearing about what you have to say um it's not only you know what he's kind of demanding from you where in, in other cases some managers they they kind of tell you what they want want you to do and and, and Schulte's, he he's pretty much open to to whatever we have to say, and and he, I mean, he he's called me probably four or five times throughout the off season, oh, yeah? which, which is I I thought was was great. Um, just kind of you know telling me he's proud of me, how much I've I've worked, and and hearing from the training staff on on how I'm progressing. Um, yeah, like he 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 pretty much shows love for all of us as, as genuine love, and not not so much as players, just more as people. Yeah, and I I feel like if if a guy gets that, a player, a team gets that, that really helps in the room in general with mutual respect and the way people look forward to coming to the ballpark as opposed to if they're like, oh, crap, this guy again, you know? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I've never really felt like that with any of my managers throughout my career. I've never felt that, like, oh, damn, I got to go to the field and deal with this guy. And I mean, I've never really felt that with Schulte. It's just kind of a it, – it's a I, – I really don't know how to explain it, but he, he kind of just, you know, eases up the tension in the room. Yeah. There, there's really not so much – you know, everyone being afraid of when he walks by, not saying this or not saying yeah. that. Um, it's more of being open. He, he's he's pretty much uh, just a great guy. Like, he, he, he communicates with us very well. Hope you're enjoying the conversation with Alex Reyes here on the Tim McKernan Show. Hey, so many sponsors make it possible for us to be in Jupiter, Florida and doing these interviews and doing these shows. And James Carlton is certainly one of those sponsors online at carltoninsurance.net. He has been with us from the very beginning. And his number is 314-961-4800. I'm not just talking about you doing business with James Carlton. I'm talking about the fact that I made the switch to do business with James Carlton and that, you know, a lot of people can say, yeah, I'm in the insurance business, but there's a difference between somebody who just kind of gets into it and somebody who actually knows it and somebody who makes sure that they are taking care of their clients and the attention to detail. And that's where James Carlton comes into play. Uh, A few days ago, we had... um, a payment that was due that I guess I somehow missed it wasn't like a huge payment, but still you want to make sure your your eyes are dotted and T's are crossed on my wife's wedding ring, and I just had you know forgotten about it. Uh, and there's one of James staff saying, "Hey, you haven't made this payment; it's due. Um, we can take it, you know, credit card over the phone and take care of it real quickly." And I'm like, "Thank you," because otherwise I wouldn't it wasn't even on my mind. 
And and that, I wouldn't have had that before. I was telling my wife that story, and she's like, yeah, it would have never happened. It, it, these are things, and then it's, what are you not covered for? What can you be covered for? I was like, oh, well, let me get this covered. He's like, ah, you don't necessarily need that much. So it's not like he's just trying to get every dollar you have into insurance. It's just a different deal. And when you make the switch, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, when you make the phone call, you'll understand because somebody's going to pick up the phone during business hours, which is so rare. But he makes sure that he has enough staff to do it. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, the State Farm. Now, I'm curious because, unfortunately, you're only part of it for four innings last year, but you get to watch it. Um, so Bader, for example, on, on Twitter uh, he sees, like, the, the win projections for the Cardinals. 88 wins. That's legit. I mean, it's not like there's, like, 20 teams higher than – there's, like, maybe seven teams that have higher win projections than 88. And of course, it means nothing. But he just kind of sent out an eye roll emoji in response to it. And I saw him, and I said, I, I think my read on what you were doing there is, like, 88 wins. We're way above 88 wins. And what I was telling, I had Wainwright on, and I said, man, you've been around for 2004, 2005, 2006, world championships, pennants, NLCSs, and then 2011, 12, 13, 14, NLCSs, world championship, another pennant. So you've been a part of two of the eras, and now you could be. I said, the thing that I'm noticing around here is there's a confidence here that I don't feel like was here the last couple of years. Maybe I'm wrong on this stuff. And it's back to like when Edmonds, Rowland, and Pujols were here, back to when you had Holiday and Pujols and that core. And now I feel like it's back, kind of like guys are like, you think we had 88 wins, man, forget about it. We didn't have Alex Reyes last year. We didn't have Paul Goldschmidt last year. We didn't have Andrew Miller this year, last year. We got all these guys plus these dudes that didn't have experience this time last year got to pitch at the major league level. 88 wins were above and beyond that. What is your sense from your teammates and from yourself with you see what you guys got? Um, I feel like everyone in that clubhouse just believes in, in this team, and everyone in that clubhouse pretty much believes that we can be in the postseason and that we can probably go pretty far with this. Um, and everyone has that confidence, as you were saying. Everyone is, is just feeling good. And, and, I mean, if you go look at our, our pitching depth, it, it's – it's going to be pretty much unfair, even for the guys who are in Memphis. Who, you know, like there's guys that'll be on the Memphis rotation or, or in the bullpen that could be on any major league other, rotation, any other major league rotation, and that I think that that tells a lot about the organization, and it, it goes to show that you know how much the organization actually cares about the players. They, you know, they they breed they breed players from our own organization. You don't see that much, and I think a lot of the guys who've played with Shilty are pretty much in the big leagues now and and they understand the 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 goal for the organization and that's always to be in the postseason and everyone has that confidence with us this year and and i'm excited to be a part of that if you start the season at memphis would you be pissed um no i I would understand you know our rotation and and our bullpen is just so deep there's so many guys there's so many guys who are healthy already and and have gone out there and proven themselves and for me, it'll be you know just another opportunity for me to prove myself. And as long as I'm healthy, I'm, I'm sure uh, everything will take care of itself. Whenever it is, I'll, I'll get my opportunity back up in the big leagues. That's that's when it'll happen. I I won't be upset. You know, it's it's something that I understand the organization probably has to do. So I want I want if if you're comfortable talking about it, and if you're not, you're not. That's cool. But I I legitimately want to hear the story of what you have experienced personally with your daughter. Uh, it resonates with so many people. Uh, who, whether they deal with cancer themselves or their families, whether it be at an older age, but you're talking about here at a young age and, and what what wound up happening. Um, so 
if you could, you know, how old was your daughter when um, all of this? We were in, actually, we were in Dominican Republic, and she was about five, six months old, and she ended up just having, like, a pretty bad cough, and she would, like, cry a lot at night, and we, we didn't understand why, so we took her to a doctor, and uh, they ended up just doing an X, uh, x-ray, a random x-ray, like, you know, she had a cold. Like a chest x-ray, probably? Yeah, just, yeah. just an x-ray, and she had, like, a cold. And they thought it was, like, congestion or, and stuff. And once the x-ray came back, they saw just a piece of mass, like, closer closer breathing tube. And the doctor recommended us to come back to the U.S. And, and, you know, have her go through some different studies. And we go to New York. And we ended up getting a CT scan on her total body. And we're, we're driving, me and my girlfriend are driving back to New Jersey. And we're, like, by the Washington Bridge. And the doctor calls us back, like, hey, you guys have to turn turn around immediately. And we're, like well, you know, kind of what the hell is going on? And we get back there, and the doctor's like, well, your daughter, she has to stay here in the hospital. We have to run more tests. She has to go through a biopsy. So they ended up putting a piece of the tissue out of, of the, the mass that she had in, in her chest, and it ended up being neuroblastoma, which is it's a cancer. I'm, I'm not sure of the term, but it's it's more on the, the better side of, of the cancer. It's not so much a... It's not a death sentence, so to speak. Exactly, and, and she was able to go through chemo she she spent weeks in, in intensive care and um it was a tough moment for for me and my girlfriend as a family and even my parents and her parents um you know slept on the floor for about three months uh i missed out on the caravan in 2016 because of that and it, it was a it was a a scary moment for us but you know she she was strong enough and she's fought through it i, I can't say she's completely healed because the the tumor they couldn't just pull it out right. they, they had to treat it with chemo and right now it's to it's to the size where it's about like smaller than a penny so we're we're, we're in a good stage right now she she has checkups every six months and we're hoping that it kind of just you know leaves her body in, in in a normal way so has she experienced any symptoms since the procedure no, she, she's she's uh she's running the house now so she, she's, <laughs> oh, man. She's, what a rise to power yep she's doing great um <laughs> She gets babied a lot from from us and our parents, and we just understand everything she's went through. So we, you know, we try and help her out and, and do all the good things for her. Um, but she's doing great. She's she's pretty much the the woman in the house now. So. <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine. I have a one year old, and if something happened, like he locked himself in the car yesterday, my keys and and my wife's keys, and then you know there's three fire trucks and two police cars and my or her parents and and she's freaking out. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, my, this is the worst thing ever. And you are getting a phone call on, crossing the George Washington Bridge with a doctor telling you, you know, this this person that you would die for, you know, and now as a parent, I can relate to that. Yeah, you, you would die for your, your, your child without question is going to go through this procedure. And then I'm sure to see her, you know, bandaged up with, I would imagine, tubes everywhere. Yeah, she had, uh, she had tubes down her nose. She had some in her mouth feeding tubes um it, it was it was tough you know um just watching her she she'd pretty much cry almost every day trying to pull the stuff out uh. and we can't let her um there there's things that we went through that i wouldn't wish upon anyone um just you know seeing your child laid up in a bed and you pretty much she's you can't do anything you you feel you feel like you're, you're you know you're worthless at that point you know you're 
if it was if it was a dog trying to bite your child, you know, you'd find a way for the dog not to bite your child. Mm-hmm. At this, but the point we were at, it was, you know, it's up to the doctors and and up to the chemo to hopefully do everything that it could do to keep her healthy. How are you able to compartmentalize it when, especially when it was going on at its peak then, and then still do your job? I mean, as an up and coming star uh, in in baseball, um, it, it was a. Uh, it was tough, but again, it was a moment where she kind of showed me how to battle. Um, she she was strong enough to make it out of the hospital. I think I'd be strong enough to come back from whatever it is that's thrown at me. And at that point, it was Tommy John, and, and now it was, it was uh, my lap. But um, she showed me how to battle, and, and she, she showed me that there there's, there's always reason to fight. And for me, that put everything into perspective. You know, for me, family comes first, and it's a blessing to have her alive. And for me to pitch 10 or 15 years in the big leagues, that's a that's just a, a blessing in general. But for her to fight for her life, is, it's a different story in, in, in sense of me fighting for my career. So final thought here. I played in the Cardinal Fantasy Camp, okay, 42 years old. Obviously, as you're standing next to me, you're like, wow, this guy's a hell of an athlete. I'm sure you're very impressed. <laughs> so I haven't played baseball in 20-plus years. And the thing that stood out to me about the whole thing most is – the dudes who were the best hitters are the guys who, so I'm talking about like Ryan Franklin, who, God, maybe he had 10 major league at bats. I mean, if it gets to a point where the ninth inning guy is up there hitting, it's usually the manager goes, don't swing. You know, don't just, if, if they throw four balls, then great. Just don't hurt yourself. Don't swing. Also, probably don't embarrass yourself. Uh, Dave Veer stands out to me. He was the Cardinal closer like in 2000, 2001. And these dudes, of some guys who are younger, you know, 25 who were fresh removed from playing college ball veers and franklin and isringhausen would rake better than anybody and these are the guys that if they came up and faced major league pitching in the ninth inning you know because of some weird situation that they would look like jokes if they were up there trying to swing and yet they're facing guys and some of the better pitchers in this thing and they might be throwing 80 miles an hour. It doesn't matter. Dave Veers, 53, 54 years old, pulling balls, one hopper over the fence. You know, Franklin looking like he's, you know, it, it, Mike Trout. And I'm going, it just shows, like, the gap between what you guys do and work to do versus what we think we can do. And these are the, these are the closers raking <laughs> i mean i'm like i gotta i just gotta shut up you know i mean because now i can see it and that i mean to me that's weird does that does that surprise you as a ball player um not so much uh do you know and especially pitchers that pitchers do so much work that goes unseen you know people just see us all right well he's throwing one inning he you know he that's that's all he does he comes in he throws one inning and He's, he's going to be fine for the next few days. But the work that, that pitchers put in that goes unseen, it, it, I think it's it's, a, it's ridiculous the amount of work a pitcher has to do. And, you know, that goes into to getting, to being aged. Um, you know, it, it kind of stays with you. Those guys, I'm sure, are in pretty good shape still. Oh, I, yeah, Franklin I, looks I know, great. He's 45. I know Izzy great. from playing catch with him that he could still bring it. Oh, and, yeah. And there's time he'd break off a curveball. I'm like, <laughs> damn, Izzy, you still got it. Why aren't you pitching right now, you know? Um, but, yeah, no, those guys stay in pretty much good shape. And, and for us all athletes, we, we all pretty much do. Now, you play. You played, what, you play shortstop in high school? Is that what it was? All right, so shortstop. So you could still, and you're not very far removed from it. So when it gets up there and you get a chance to face, I don't know, take your pick, Kershaw or whomever, whoever, who's the best pitcher you face? It hasn't been like you've gotten a bunch of at-bats yet, but when you're... Best pitcher I've faced. 
I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back yeah. and look at that video. I, ideally, you get a chance to face them all this year. How do you think you'll do? I mean, do you think um, it'll be like, oh, man, it'd be nice to make contact, maybe a little flare to right field? or I'm pretty confident in my hitting ability, but again... You're talking about the most elite guys in, in, in baseball, and that, that goes through all 30 organizations. And from being removed, I want to say four years from four years, five years from my first at bat in, in Springfield, mm-hmm. um, you see the pitcher so much closer than than what you see a hitter from the mound. It, it, I think it's ridiculous how guys even turn on fastballs. It, it, it's it's insane to me. I. I I face some pitchers and it's like, damn, like, how did this guy just hit, hit this pitch off me? Like, yeah. I saw this ball coming in at 3,000 miles an hour. And, <laughs> and these guys are turning on my fastball like it's a changeup. But, no, I mean, I, I feel like I do okay being able to get my bunts down when I need to. And I feel like as a pitcher, that's the most important part. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's it truly, you have, there was a guy throwing 85 miles an hour out and people are like, Man, it's like Jordan Hicks is out here at 85. I mean, you know there's no movement on it, but we're all like, wow, 85 miles an hour. Well, let's up that, you know, 10 with movement. I mean, I just don't – I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's obviously some God-given talent that, that factors in, but also the work that comes in. Like Alan Bennis, I don't even know if you remember. Alan was a sick pitcher in the late 90s for the Cardinals, and then he ran into some injury problems. And he's like, if you go up there, he goes, it just looks like you barely see it go past you. But then after you see it a few pitches, then your eye is trained. But the but there's the ability to see where it's going. But then also to recognize in a split second what that thing's doing. Ooh, I mean, that's just an insane talent. Yeah, hitter, hitters are extremely talented, Um, especially nowadays. Uh, you know, they, they, they learn how to react to pitches pretty soon. And, and you see it early in the minor leagues where there's there's guys who separate themselves from others. And, and you just – you pretty much can tell, like, the guys who, who are – could be elite or, or going to be elite. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing just, just to see how much hitters grow. You know, I faced some guys throughout my minor league career that I faced them next in AAA or in the big leagues. And it's like, wow, this, this guy's really – he's really has grown as, yeah. a, as, a, as a player in general. And I, I think it's cool to see just just going growing through the minor leagues and being able to face those guys again. It's, it's an awesome experience. We were sitting here doing a show at this wonderful picnic table, maybe like 10 feet away from the complex, whatever we are. And so help me, I don't know if you're aware of it because you're probably doing your own thing, but uh, Goldschmidt hit a ball to that palm tree right there. And then Ozuna the next day hit one that one hopped and hit the wall. <laughs> and I'm just like, look where home plate is. And so we walked it off, and I think we got to about 500 feet or something like that. I mean, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about two of probably the best hitters in the league yeah. right now. And, you know, it's it's, happy. it's a good thing to have them on your team and not having to face them. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one thing I'm extremely excited about. And also to have them in our lineup helping uh helping everybody out and, and helping the organization hopefully into the postseason. Well, I think I speak for everybody in St. Louis and around baseball, uh, outside of the dudes who got to face you, uh, that we hope you're in St. Louis and that all that you have battled through, uh, you were awarded for the hard work both for you professionally and then also for your family personally. So, Alex, thank you so much for the time and best of luck in 2019. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And I- Definitely appreciate the love from the Cardinals fans and, and everything they've been able to do and, and reaching out to me. I'm really appreciative of it, and uh, thank you. I hope to be out there this season and, and give give you guys a full, healthy Alex Reyes. All right. right on, man. So there it is, our conversation with Cardinal pitcher Alex Reyes. I don't know if you come away from it like I do, but when you hear his story, and I'm talking about what he's dealt with off the field, with the injuries, 
and when you talk about what he has dealt off the field personally with his family, I really don't know how you can't pull for him. Uh, now, if you're an opposing team fan, I understand. Even then, I think from a human standpoint, you pull for him. But, um, man, and then the talent he has. It's Whether it be Mike Schilt, whether it be um, Jack Flaherty, they, they, they use the term video game stuff. And you have major league hitters going up there in live BP here in Jupiter and just flailing away and just having, you know, it's... I mean, if you talk about a rotation and however you want to put it together, you don't you have no idea what you get with Carlos Martinez. I would have told you that a month ago, though, before his injury. Um, but Miles Michaelis, uh, Jack Flaherty, I'm ordering them in my belief of their potential this year. Uh, Alex Reyes, Michael Waka. You know, I don't know if Wainwright winds up being in there. I mean, the guy that pitched against the Dodgers on Sunday night at the end of the year last year was incredible. I don't know if that is realistic for all of 2019 or Dakota Hudson. Um, Helsley, Ryan Helsley's dazzling people in the early going. There's just, that's a very good rotation. Um, and Alex Race could wind up being the one out of that whole thing. But I understand. I, you know, I told Dan McLaughlin this on the Hot Stove Show the other day. I said, yeah, I realize that, but just in my mind, I can't get over the fact that I feel like at any moment you feel like it could be another injury waiting to happen. Or in his case, you know, it's he's treading on, he's treading in some thin water. He's treading on thin ice. Thin water, thin ice. Nurse? Either way. The point is, is he's got the injury history, and so it makes people go, ah, I know he's got all the talent in the world, but can you really count on him? And I don't blame people for that, but you know, as Dan said when we were in the conversation, would you rather have him or not have him? And the answer is, of course, you'd rather have him. And it's not like the Cardinals are going, okay, we're counting on this from him. You know, they'll see what they can get. But I am really pulling for him as a Cardinal fan, but just as a person, a really good guy who has dealt with way too much at an early age. Alex Reyes, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet, MikeJudyPresents.com, Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and, of course, PGA National Resort and Spa, Design Air Heating and Cooling. If you are ever looking to go to spring training, make sure you go online at PGAResort.com and you will see exactly what I am talking about. It's just, it's just, if you're coming down to Palm Beach Gardens slash Jupiter, Florida for spring training and you have five golf courses in your backyard, you have a world-class spa, ridiculous um, restaurants, and a Las Vegas-like pool, and 80-degree temperatures, and you're less than 10 minutes away from Roger Dean Stadium, I have no idea what else you could ask for. I have no idea what else you could ask for, and there's nobody else around here uh, who's doing it, who can do this. It's PGA National Resort and Spa. Check them out online at pgaresort.com. We are grateful for their support of this program. All right. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Alex Reyes, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies for Gangster Pete back in the studios. I'm Tim McKernan. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that.
Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.